Hi, I'm Ira Joy, and welcome to Dear Future Boss, a podcast about the things I've learned being young, creative, and unemployed. Avocados, selfies, cold drip coffee, what do they all have in common? Obviously, they're all millennial things. The things that always come up in articles, on social media, and during conversation whenever you're talking to or about people from the younger generation. Sometimes the chat is in solidarity, like when we're discussing our favourite cafes to have brunch. But other times, these millennial things are brought up by older generations in a mocking fashion. Because how foolish are we to be investing in fancy breakfast meals when that money could go towards a deposit on a house? Fine, it's all in jest. We shouldn't take it seriously because we know how to bite back and get our elders to also realise the error of their ways. You're a stereotype too, okay, boomer? All right, enough with the sass. This episode really is about millennial things, but not just the cliche things about our generation, but also about the challenges we face amidst them and the important things behind the stereotypes. I want to share new perspectives on the labels that are often placed on young people and how we should actually be working to eradicate these labels. But let's start with defining the terms. What is a millennial? More formally known as Generation Y, a millennial is any person born between the years 1980 to 1994. So this year, 2020, that covers anyone currently aged between 25 and 40. I should also point out that there are some outliers in the generation that follows, which is Gen Z, because those who have just hit their early 20s also tend to identify with millennials in terms of their behaviours, thoughts and perspectives on the world. Not to mention the specific birth years that denote any generation constantly shift based on the ongoing research into culture, society and the economy. But I'm not here to get too technical about the stats. I'm most interested in the attitudes and ideals. For the purposes of this episode, when referring to millennials, I consider a more general bracket of young adults, currently aged around 20 to 35. These are likely the young people closing the chapter on their education and learning to embrace the next phase of their lives across all of its different aspects. I'm talking here to my peers, to those who also feel a little stuck in the middle, perhaps finding themselves mediating between the very different generations that surround them. Your parents are likely the baby boomers. You might have siblings under 15 who fall very much into Generation Z. You might feel both the pressures and judgments of society because you're always told that you grew up with the best of everything but also criticised for not having the best things to show for it. And often, the frustration doesn't come from the fact that people don't understand what you're going through. It's that they're not even willing to try to understand. In my opinion, that is one of the biggest millennial things that really gets overlooked. That as a generation, we are good at being open-minded enough to try and understand people and ideas that are foreign to us. We welcome difference. We welcome change. We value ongoing learning and improvement across all areas of our lives. This episode, whilst analysing some negative perspectives on millennials, is ultimately here to help you celebrate the positives. Interacting with older and younger people in my work and personal life has taught me a lot about cross-generational relationships 
and particularly how I as a millennial am perceived by others. I feel an obligation to dispel some of the common stereotypes so that other generations can learn to look past the cliches and so that you, my fellow millennial, no longer feel shame at the judgments thrown your way. There are three key stereotypes I've found to be the most hindering to my self-development and ability to collaborate with others in productive ways. I want to break them down for you and hopefully challenge those who are quick to view things negatively. The first of these three stereotypes is the notion that millennials are a privileged and entitled generation. You know this one well. It's the fact that we were handed everything on a silver platter by parents who made big sacrifices to make sure we were well-fed, clothed, educated and provided opportunities that they never had amidst the political and social upheaval post-World War II. We're the generation that relished in the economic growth of mid-90s Australia, thanks to our parents who worked hard to afford us not just the bare necessities, but some luxuries too. Many of us remember celebrating a birthday at McDonald's. Many of us got to take up a sport or learn an instrument. And as the stereotype goes, most of us received participant ribbons, no matter how we performed on school athletics day. So yes, we were given many great rewards for very little effort on our part. But these privileges, while often used to prove that we are spoilt and ungrateful, are privileges that we really never asked for. Millennials who were fortunate enough to have these rich experiences didn't understand they were privileges at the time. It was simply the kind of childhood we had. It's what was normal to us, a life nurtured by parents who just wanted the best for us. So perhaps the label of entitlement is true on the grounds that we grew up believing in our right to a comfortable life. But that's because it's all we've ever known. What works against us is that with these freedoms, luxuries and opportunities also comes the expectations to succeed and the judgments if we don't. Not to mention the kind of success expected is often based on the societal norms of an old-fashioned culture. Many of us are constantly asked things like, why is it taking so long for you to find a job? Or how come you're still single? Have you thought about buying a house? Or my favourite that people ask whenever I talk about my creative passions, why don't you join a reality show? To others, it can seem that by not achieving success in the way they expect us to, that we're not working hard enough or are somewhat ungrateful for the opportunities we've been given. So then, casting millennials as an entitled generation is quite ironic because those that expect things from us feel just as entitled to our success, off the back of their generation's hard work. Believing that you've helped make things easier for someone is not the same as things actually being easy for them. In some cases, the more you help someone, the more you deny them of developing the ability the confidence and resilience that comes from independent learning and trying, failing and winning. The stigma of entitlement in millennials doesn't serve anyone apart from those looking to pass blame and express frustration. We just have to accept in broad terms that millennials are a generation that grew up in social and economic comfort and opportunity through no fault of their own. While spoiled by resources, by choice, by possibility, it does not exempt us from hardship, anxiety and suffering in pursuit of success and happiness. Ours is a different sort of struggle, often a silent one. 
So before you're quick to play the privilege card, know that most millennials do recognise how lucky we are. We just sometimes strain under the guilt of having been so lucky and the pressure to achieve because of it. The second stereotype I've battled as a millennial is the idea that we are overambitious and attention-obsessed. Perhaps similar to the entitlement cliché, this one has particularly impacted my working life. I look in hindsight and realise just how my career and personal aspirations affected how I related with my former managers, colleagues and collaborators. For the record, I've always been ambitious, mainly because I'm a multi-passionate person. There was never a time in my youth or childhood where I was drawn to just the one thing. In my adulthood, navigating the world of professional employment, I always tried to stay humble, knowing that I had much to learn and wanting those around me to feel respected in their authority and experience, especially in environments where I was the newest and the youngest. In my efforts to show that I was willing to learn as much as I could, I took initiative to ask questions and offer help outside of my basic duties. It was my way to show gratitude for the job opportunity I was given, but also to show bosses what I'm capable of and how keen I was to keep learning and growing as an employee. In truth, this is a great thing and something I do believe helped me progress in the workforce. I encourage you to take this on board as something that is a good thing for your career. However, it comes with the disclaimer that not everyone you work with will see it this way. Hence the criticism about millennials being too ambitious. Sometimes showcasing your abilities and potential makes others wary of you. They become suspicious of your motives, threaten that you're out to get their job or get the boss on your side or make allies and friends that will affect their position at the company. I've watched this happen not just directly to me but to other young people other upcoming talents who are in it to be the best of themselves, not so they can be better than everyone else. I've discovered that most ambitious people who happen to be millennials are the way they are because the world they've grown up in has encouraged them to imagine the possibilities and realise their dreams. We were the generation that was told we could be anything, that we could achieve anything we set our hearts and minds on, we were so supported and encouraged as children to reach for the stars. It's the way that most of us were raised and educated. It's a beautiful thing to be given that hope as a child, but it's a sorry thing that as we get older, people don't seem to believe in us as much. Instead, millennials, now adults, are often criticised for the very things instilled in us, a drive to go after our dreams and an expectation to be rewarded. The third and final millennial stereotype I'd like to challenge in this episode is the notion that we are irresponsible and unsettled in life. On paper, it seems true. It takes an average of 4.7 years for a young person to find a full-time job after school. And research suggests that young people will have around 17 different jobs over their lifetime, according to the Foundation for Young Australians. Long gone are the days where we can find work straight out of university, let alone stay in the same job for more than a year. Furthermore, those of us with some employment, are we just reckless in how we spend our money? 
is this lack of direction and stability attributed to our incompetence and poor decision-making? Perhaps yes, but the blame is not on us completely. As societies, industries and economies change, so do our priorities, responsibilities and perspectives on the world and our lives. We as millennials are adjusting to the realities, to what is currently viable for us, in our careers, livelihoods, relationships, and according to our personal values. In her book, Hello Gen Z, social researcher Claire Madden gives context to these millennial attitudes. This is an excerpt that I find particularly informative. Employment and economic pressures have influenced Gen Y's to prioritise lifestyle and experiences, with many seeking to travel globally, stay in formal education longer, and enjoy a disposable income prior to reaching other life markers of getting married, having children, and purchasing a family home. Getting locked into a long-term loan commitment is often viewed as inhibiting their sense of adventure and freedom. Add to this a heightened sense of individualism and the result is a shift away from the typical goals in life observed by previous generations towards an attitude of self-fulfillment as an ultimate priority. End quote. I believe this nicely encapsulates the mindset of most millennials and contrary to the common judgment, we are taking responsibility for our lives. It's just that we see this responsibility differently. Many of us don't see it in the form of owning property, starting a family, or investing in material things. Responsibility for us means pursuing a dream, discovering our purpose, and making a positive contribution to the world. Not that any of these things are mutually exclusive, by the way. It is important that we learn to understand and appreciate the new ideals of young people that we no longer hold them to the typical standards of society that often box us in and limit our potential. There are universal things that all of us humans long for. Love, connection, belonging, joy, peace. But these can be obtained in infinite ways, outside of the superficiality so ingrained in our culture. Millennials are a generation so open to these new ways of being and living though it might take us a while to figure out our place and find our purpose. More than a sign of irresponsibility, what if this signals our desire for meaning, for a life that matters beyond what we have and what we do, a life where we can feel pride and contentment in who we are? Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some useful insights on millennials and how the perceptions of others don't always do justice to who we are as a generation. Stay tuned for next week as I can't wait to share more about the things I've learned being young, creative and unemployed. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, go out and make something great. 